Let me know when you got those ready. Yeah, I'm in. Sweet. Okay, so we should be able to just start as normal. What's up, everybody? This is Bence from www.dropthedice.com, and with me today is my trusty cohort, my flyover correspondent. Don't know how much R&D you've been doing lately, but I know you've been playing lots of games, but uh, this is one of my very good friends, Mr. Rico Wasman. What's going on, man? Hey. Hey, so we had a kind of a last-minute cancellation on us, but we still wanted to record. We still wanted to, to bring you kind of some uh, a little short topic. Um, we're going to kind of be talking about goals for 2021. Um even though I was thinking about this at well as I work today, because uh, this was one of the main topics that we were thinking about doing for the main podcast, in that uh, we're about to enter June, so halfway through the year, it's <laughs> but really isn't, let's isn't let's... that typical for us? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, other than the fact that that one of the goals, which we'll talk about for the podcast later, we've actually been releasing stuff. But yes, it is June now. Now's the time for us to talk about it. I was going back through our old episodes. I think we do a, like a Gen Con review. Like in December, <laughs> the first year. <laughs> that's beautiful. Uh, but hey, that's just us, and hopefully that's some of the charm uh, as to why why you guys why you guys are listening to us. Uh, but like I said, we wanted to kind of talk about our goals for gaming for the year twenty twenty one, and it's not. I don't think it's something that we always think about, but I would say since we've started this hobby. At the beginning of the year, I kind of have ideas of what I want to do or what I want to play that year. You know, like maybe it's not as as concrete as, hey, I want to do, I want to play five of these games and five of these games. But I think a lot of times at the start, I'm like, you know what? Like, I'm staring at Batman right now. I know last year I was like, I got to play Batman at least a couple times. We did it. And we did. But sometimes it's as loose as that. This year. Was um, your goal this you... year to put Batman back in the box? Um, I, It's funny because it's. This, the villains set doesn't fit properly for me. Okay. And from my position podcasting, I can see the box off kilter. Oh man. And I and I <laughs> you you know like I, I think about it all the time. <laughs> I can see like it's just like it's just an inch off, man, and it, mm. it gets me every time. Uh, speaking of which, Batman season three coming to Kickstarter soon. I have no idea what's left. I feel like the only thing I might buy is the supposed. Uh, storage system that they're going to release. Mm. I would buy uh, a Rules 2.0 if they like redid the system and who's made it the... less of a pain in the ass. So who's who's not Rado? Huh? Like he's the he's the rules guy, you know, but he's not. Oh, Paul sorry, Grogan? he's not. Ro- he, yes, Paul Grogan. Paul Grogan is apparently rewriting the rulebook. Okay. All right. See, I'll I'll back that. Actually, I'm, I'm with you. I'd probably back that. I I feel like they should give that for free to past backers. This should. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Um, all right, so let's just jump right into it. Rico, what is one of your gaming goals, or what was your gaming goal for 2021? I think I've been hovering around 40 to 50 unplayed games in my collection for a while. 
I think it like it it stays somewhere in there. I play some of the ones I have, and then I get more, and it kind of floats there. There's probably like twenty <laughs> ones that have been unplayed for a really long time. Um, but I honestly, I don't, overall, don't feel that bad about you know forty unplayed games. Um, I do get through a lot of stuff, but one, I guess, one collection of unplayed games that does keep getting larger are my campaign and legacy style games. And I buy them, and I rarely play them. And it's just, it's tough. How, how, how many, how many um, games of Descent did we get into when we were, like, Me, playing Descent? I, mean, I only played one with you, and I think you guys never finished a campaign. We never finished a campaign, but we, I think, started two and got, because I had a couple different ones going on, um, got through maybe six, seven games in each of them. Um and it kind of yeah. just goes on from there, right? Like Imperial right. Assault, I know the one we had going, we did pretty good. We got maybe like 8 to 10 into that one, never finished that. You know, and maybe that's okay. Like 8 to 10 games is pretty solid. Um, yeah. Like I'm, what, I'm, I'm 8 games into the first Seafall. And honestly, that only ended because Alfie left. Yeah. Okay. Did you guys finish, have you finished one campaign of Seafall? Like... No, um, we're it's, playing it again with Lewis, and yeah. we'll talk about it when we get to mine. Yeah. Like that mixture of me, Z-Man, and Lewis just hasn't happened. Okay, that makes sense. Um, so my goal this year was to play five campaign and or legacy games. So that's kind of what I've been working on. Um, and I I know I just went on that long rant about like these these <laughs> campaign games that I haven't been finishing. But I've been kind of picking easy ones, so I'm doing really good on my goal. But nice. um, I guess nothing that like is as difficult to do as a camp, like a campaign of Imperial Assault or something um, of that of that scope or size. So, so uh, oh, so real quick, I'm before 2021, Bus was coming over quite a bit because he was trying to see us as much as possible before he left across the pond. Yeah. And inevitably, this led to some very late nights with me, Bus, and Dolby, because Dolby will be there no matter what for Bus. Yeah. And I remember one night, I was looking through my Kickstarter, and I was just like, holy shit, I have Assassin's Creed <laughs> coming, I have Sleeping Gods coming, I have Bloodborne coming, I have Who Goes There Second Edition coming, and so on and so forth. And I was like, Dolby, I have all these games coming, and then for Christmas, Dolby got Betrayal Legacy, and... Clank Legacy. And we had joked, like, dude, 2021 is going to be the campaign slash legacy game year. And we kind of started off in January, like, jokingly doing that. And then yeah. it just kind of stuck. There's weeks where we'll, like, again, we get enough new games that, like, I have to stop that and play some other stuff so I can get these games to the played pile. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, to, to, to be never played again, horribly. <laughs> Um, it's not their year. Like, like, dude, just like, just in the past two days, I got Public Market and Kemet. Oh, like, that's so cool. You know? Um, but like, so I, we, we unknowingly both had this kind of similar goal. Yeah. You have been a little bit more successful. We'll talk about what I've been playing in a second, but let's hear what you've been playing because it sounds like you finished some. Yeah, I have. Um, okay. Let me flip to it. All right, so first one that I did was My City, and I played that um, with Sarah, who's in my Nashville game group, and Ryan, my brother. 
Um, Ryan is 13, and he can hang with just about everything that I threw at him in the six weeks that he was out here in Nashville. So that was super fun. So um, in an effort of, of competition, yeah. Um, what's the hardest Euro he's played? Oh, let me flip over and see. Let's see. Cause so RC so uh, real quick, my son RC and Ryan are somehow aligned, even though they're from different generations technically. And they're they're those friends that are like they're more or less cousins, and whenever they get back together, they just pick up right where they like left off. You know, they don't see each other all the time, but when they see each other, it's just, like, magic between the two of them. And, I guarantee you, as they become teenagers, those two are going to get into a fist fight at some point. But, like, they both like they both like breakdancing. Um, they, they, like, at one point, they both, like, made YouTube videos of them dancing in your old house. But they both love board games. And RC finally started playing Euros. I feel like he's a step behind Ryan. Because so far his most complicated, well, I don't know. He's played Colt and did pretty well. Mm-hmm. But I, I think as far as like a straight Euro, he's only played Ray Colt. Okay. All right. So this is actually the the list of games that we played, and I'm going to exclude the, the campaign legacy ones. Yeah. Um, well, I, I did just say My City. So My City, Modern Art, Unicorn Fever, War Chest, uh, Baron Park, QE, Stockpile, Chronicles of Crime, uh Fuzzies, there you go, pretty pretty hard. Tidal Blades, Baron Park, Dune Imperium, Monster Slaughter, Undaunted, Lost Runes of Arnark, and Mezzo. So I feel like, so that's funny, there's actually quite a bit on there that RC has played. Baron, Car- Baron Park, Fuzzies, yeah. obviously. Um, I feel like Dune Imperium, man, I don't think RC could hang on that one. Mezzo was by far the most complicated one he's played. Really? Okay. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Super side note. Sorry. Internal <laughs> competition. I'll play that for RC later. Maybe I'll cut that out. All right. I mean, sorry, man. He's got, to... he's got a year, right? There's a year difference. So, like, whatever right, I say, yeah. all you have to do is make him play Mezzo in a year, and you're good. Right. Bring it back for this magical 24 hours when bus will come. Yeah, there you go. Right. Um, right go yeah, so the first one is My City, which is this just uh, really simple polyomino game. Everyone's mm-hmm. playing from the same deck. You flip a card over, and uh, you have to play that polyomino on your board. Everyone's board starts the same. But depending on who wins and loses at the end of each game, you get to add uh, new elements to your board. Rocks or trees and forests. Um, and then the game, as it unfolds and unlocks new chapters, you're changing significant things about your board. Uh, goals that you have, places that you start, objectives that um that everybody has and points therefore changing how you score um so it has this really nice like catch a mechanic where you don't want to have rocks visible at the end of the game so the person who wins may be adding rocks to their board um whereas you want to have forests visible like these trees visible at the end of the game so the person who loses might be adding more trees to their board to make that part easier for them um so game's evolving, and it has like a really nice catch-up mechanic to it. And it's so easy, dude. The games take no more than 20 minutes, and so you'll play three in a session. Like, three was kind of the sweet spot that we got into. Um, and so I think that that really helps a campaign or a legacy game, right? Because if you're only doing one, and it has 12 games um, in it, which is like 
on the shorter end of, of most legacy games. Right. Um, you know, that's going to take you a long time, three months of playing that every single week, you know, a two-hour session. So something that you can knock out three um, or, or more if you're dedicated and want to do it for two hours. Um, it's, it was perfect. Yeah, any any interest in playing this? Have, have Dude, you yeah, seen I, the I, SUSD I've, video? Because I have, because that's that in that almost immediately. Is this game out of print or, right now? Or oh, I don't know. I got it. For I feel like it's dirt cheap. Right, and I remember seeing it for a, a normal price. I'm almost positive it's seventy dollars on Amazon, which tells me that it's not readily available. I need to hit up the gaming go because I feel like they have a copy. Yeah, probably for a normal price. All right, cool. So you did my city. What else have you finished? Oh, I do want to say about the SUSD video, he's got this amazing B-roll, kind of the, the outro that plays at the end, where he says, any of these themes would be better than, than what this generic, you know, city <laughs> urbanization theme is, and it's really great, and I totally agree if they had just done anything more, I don't know, maybe that would have inflated the, the cost of it, because they would have had to hire a real artist, I don't know. <laughs> um, okay. Then the next one that we played was The King's Dilemma. Oh, did you finish this? We didn't finish it. We got eight sessions or nine out sessions. Of how, out of how I many? I think there's like 14, 15. Oh, okay. Um, but that one I was playing with the full Nashville game group and my brother. So we're just going to drop him out and still continue <laughs> okay, yep. it as a four player. Um, yeah, yeah. And to be honest, he was kind of getting his ass kicked at that one. So nice. <laughs> he had a really good time. Um, I guess we're just better wheelers and dealers than he was. Yeah. But nice. That one is really great. The writing is really good. The um, the theme is really good. I think the stories are really good. So each, how do I explain this? Um, you have a dilemma that that happens from this big deck of dilemmas. But the deck is comprised of, like, miniature decks themselves. So when you unlock a new chapter, it'll say, like, you guys are going on a quest uh, to go get this, this special magical treasure. And that's four or five cards. And so to actually finish the treasure, you know, storyline, you'll have to resolve four or five dilemmas about that treasure. And it's mixed right. up into a big deck of multiple of those little storylines. So while the storylines are really good, it becomes kind of jarring because I might get one of the dilemmas for the treasure this game and then one in like two games or multiple in the same session or the next time you play, like you've totally forgotten because you haven't seen it in two games. So that, that kind of happens. Nice, um, okay. But the storylines are fun and the dilemmas are really fun and I didn't find it too gamey. I think that I, some people probably find it too gamey. You have an objective uh, that tells you how you want the board state to end at the end, and that's how you score points. So you okay. might want to tank the economy. You might want to make sure that there's a lot of food, you know, as a resource at the end. And it tells you like, make the resources end in the middle of the board. Make all the resources end at the top or at the bottom, which is like stark differences between them. Um, and that is how you get points, and so that influences the dilemmas. Because at the start of the dilemma, you know, hey, this thing's going to affect our armory. This is going to affect our food storage, you know, positive or negative. And so if you're just trying to pump stuff up or down or keep it in the middle, that may change just what you do, and you don't actually care that 
you're going to, you know, you're doing the trolley problem and you're going to let 25 people die when you can only let two. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Yeah. um, So I, I think it could be a criticism, but I still found myself being able to focus on my objective and role play kind of as that um, and keep okay. it from just being too strictly gamey. That's awesome, man. Okay. Yeah. What else? Ryan and I did a two-player playthrough of Aeon's End Legacy, which oh, is... Oh, you did tell me about... Wow, that's right. You did mention this one. Yeah. We did this one pretty quick and just, you know, again, just the two of us. Um, and I think that Aeon's End is a, probably a really good game. I really did not enjoy this Legacy game. It seems so. Have you? Have you? Have you, I forgot. Have you played Aeon's End? No. Okay. Okay. I forgot what your big criticism on this one was. So I might actually go out and buy one of the other box sets that I could just play because it's a really good deck builder. Um, it has really interesting ideas. Uh, the monsters and the monster decks that come out are really creative, and I have a good time with the systems. But the legacy element basically seemed like just a campaign where it gave you maybe maybe the the box has like six uh monsters that you fight through and once you beat a monster you know the boss you would just move on to the next one that's in the box this one is just that but it's you know obscured through lots of stickers and opening up lots of things that are Mm. just essentially it just plays out as fight the next monster right this is a deck builder yeah it's right? so okay, subtle so... how you change and evolve. So you might add an, one more card to your deck. You might have one different ah. starting little ability. They're, they're just really small and nothing to me that says, like, you couldn't... It, it didn't need to be a legacy game, and you just end up spending so much of your time taking stickers, reading things, and just opening and opening and opening for these small little incremental changes for a game that we really enjoyed just thought that there was too much overhead on it that's interesting okay i'm gonna have a, a similar criticism a little bit later for one of the games i've been playing cool uh, okay so that's three i think you said you did four of these yeah this one i haven't What's told f- you about i was waiting on it um nice. start to finish my my other brother um alex you did vampire heritage i didn't and my dad were here last week and we <laughs> played through the entirety of the initiative oh you fucker <laughs> so i've only i've only played the first game Okay. Okay, that's great. What'd you think? Yeah, uh, I I I had a blast. I, I it was like super. This, the first one's really easy. I don't think that they get much more difficult. Really, it stays in. Yeah, no, it stays in the same vein. You're getting these cards that say like, "Hey, dumbass, this is how you're going to decode this." You know this clue. Okay, so I thought the first mission was a little too easy. They get a little harder. That's all. Like it's not a significant step up. But um, but I, I thought it was fun. I thought it was I thought it was quick and breezy. Like uh, it was cool. Like working with each other. It's one of those co-ops where you're like, oh wait, that's your power. Why don't you use that right now, real quick? Yeah. And just flip your card. I um, I thought this I is such a good example of of a legacy game. And and for people listening, if you got someone that you want to play games with, who isn't the best at learning lots of rules, uh. This is so solid because the games are fast. We left yeah. it. We left it set up on the table for the week that they were there. That was oh, nice. the only game we played. So I only had to teach one set of rules, That's and funny. we just sat down. And the game adds enough enough stuff that's going to happen and change in the game that for were me you, it kept it interesting. 
were you the same person each game? Yeah, I always played as the same person. Okay, because I I read the rules and I think you, I think you're allowed to like switch out. He kind of says like, oh, like if you want to add someone, like just tell them the rules of how to play and they can take over for so and so. Yeah, no, it doesn't matter. Okay, because um, I was thinking like, oh, I'll just like if I play with everybody, I can just play with whatever group of four I have before. So what 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 ended up happening is like. Dolby was running late, so I was like, hey, let's let's get through this. I bet we can get through it in 20 minutes. Yeah. And we did. You know, like, Dolby walked in as we were flipping over the first answer, which I'm not going to give away right now, but it's really easy. Um, But yeah, like, I, I had a blast. Real quick, this is Corey Kanichka. I love it. This is nothing like what he did for F- FG. Which, maybe that's why he left. I mean, which is also, it's so cool. Which, yeah, I was like, I literally, I bought it almost off of his name, and just because of the idea sounded really cool. You know me in deduction. And like, but I like the guy a lot. Like, I like, even though I don't, I don't own any of his games, he was always fun. Like, I liked Rebellion was fun enough. Yeah. Um, it, that's it, awesome, It man. makes me think about old riddle books and old puzzle books. And I would love to hear an interview with maybe Mark Aninkas Brand or anybody who work on the Escape Room games. Because in my head, they're just going and buying old puzzle books and then just right. riffing on all that. Which is, there's, there is nothing wrong with that, right? I, oh, I no. love that. And they you can know, take these, these established um, puzzles and then just update them for the modern audiences. It, they're super fun. It, it really, that's a really good point. Um, from another, like, from another side, like, I really now want to see what Christian Peterson does next. Okay. Like, like, okay, if this is what happens when you, like, okay, Nikki Valens left FFG and does Quirky Circuits, which is not an Arkham game at all. Right. Corey Kanichka leaves FFG and does this, like, what people are calling the best escape room game that happens to not be an escape room game. Okay. You know, like, Christian Peterson leaves the company he founded to go start his own company, and he does crazy shit. Like, he bought the FFG Fun Center. I, I did not know any of that about Christian Peterson. What did he start? What's it called? F- Have... He started... Oh, I forgot what the new business is called. Okay. Have they announced but anything he... or no? <clears throat> no. He had said he he's really excited about mixing medias, I think. Like, he wants to do, like board games, but also board games that act as video games. I think that's what... Something along those lines, right? I, I, I could be misquoting. You, you, you guys out there, email us at whatever email we have. Um, and complain. I would actually love to hear from you. Uh, but, like, dude, like, all these people are leaving FFG and doing super cool stuff. Like, it's I one think... of those, like... Is this what happens, like, when people leave Apple, they go and, like, do, like... Like, after you're underneath the thumb of, like, oppression, you just, you, you do the most creative thing? Well, FFG has, and, and a lot of these big studios, I think Renegades probably, you know, has a similar setup. But the way that they can test ideas, they, you, I, I assume that you, like, get assigned to a project or you pick the project or whatever. And you're just working with this huge team of people that are, like, these people are testing cards and these people are testing this. And and so you can really see how robust development works on a game. I think that's what it is, sure. right? And that robust development is unlocking all these ideas for you. Um, 
and and so yeah i don't think that they're getting locked in but they're also able to now hone their creativity through what like true real robust development looks like and not just you sitting at home thinking and like sketching things out yeah um you mentioned renegade real quick dude how crazy is it that renegade made my father's workshop or my father's was it my father's work yeah Dude, that seems slightly above level for Renegade. It does. In terms of, but that shows how much work that they prop or time and effort they put into building that development team because that oh. took some serious man hours. And also, like, just quick shout out, like, we have championed TC Petty for so long. Maker the, of my favorite uh, five player games. So we, uh, <laughs> nice. So, wow. I'll never um, let that go. <laughs> we'll talk. We'll talk about this later. But go to the website. For now, you can go to iTunes, but go to the website and you can listen to old podcasts where we talk about how amazing Viva Java Dice is. Hmm. Um, I I think TCP has done cool shit for a while. Do you own Spires? No. Damn it, that's the one that like got away from me. Um, but yeah, we both own the best five player games. You know, Profiteer of all time. Yep. <laughs> uh, uh, I even I even uh I was able to. They sent me two copies, and uh, Bus took it. I think to cross the pond. Do you think? No, he, he totally did. Do you think he'd be offended if I took one to Gen Con and asked him to sign it? Five, can you sign it over the five, the fifth player. <laughs> um, no. He, I mean, what you? What is it? You met him, or you played next to him? Yeah, I played next to him. He was on the table next to. Got me. it. All right. So, dude, you finished four. Okay, have you started any others? No. Okay, that's so it. that's it. You're, that's it. Which, and, which and now, like, it gives me six months to pick my next. I, I think it'll probably be Sleeping Gods. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. For sure. Okay. So, my goal was not a number, but rather to have a year full of this, um, campaign slash legacy games. And the way I approached it was, since two point came into effect, the people who show up are much more inconsistent. In terms of, the group is always different. Whereas I feel like when it was me, you, Bus, Z-Man, and Alfie, it was like all of us every week. Yep. Um, but now it's, it, 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 this isn't to fault 2.0, because 2.0 is great. Now it's, you know, like, one person probably doesn't show up a week. When all of us are here, it's, it's a pleasure, but there's usually one or two people who don't show up, and that's fine. So, with the different groups that we have, we've created different campaign slash legacy games so it's a lot of combinations it is so for one set of us there's seafall and it's me lewis and z-man and we've started our this is our second game of seafall um z-man bought a copy because apparently they're like giving them away on amazon which by the way those of you who are out there if it's still if they're still giving away on amazon it's so worth it this game is so good it was in two of well in two of our three top tens, and I think in Z-Man's top ten as well. Anyways. No, no, sorry. Top top 50s. Um, so, Seafall, um, I've played this twice now. I've gotten about eight games in with Alfie, and I think with Lewis, we're five games in. I still love Seafall, man. It's freaking great. You've still never played this, huh? $31 on Amazon. Okay. it's. it's I'm almost positive I spent $80. <laughs> Because I paid for the metal coins. I am also positive I've seen it on sale for $20 before. Oh, yeah. It's been it's been pretty cheap. You've never played it, though, right? Mm-mm. 
Yeah, we've talked at length about it. I'm not going to go into too much about it, but the game doesn't deserve the hate that it got. It is super fun, um, and I like going through it again with new eyes and doing... I'm trying something slightly different. The game with Alfie and Z-Man, I am, like like Ryan, getting my ass kicked. I'm (laughs) so far behind in total points. Mm -hmm. I'm so far behind that I get every bonus possible because like there's ketchup there's ketchup mechanisms yeah ketchup mechanism the fucking fast food magnet has me screwed <laughs> there's ketchup mechanisms and i get all of them because i'm that far behind yeah so i start with so much more gold than anyone i just anyway i just picture you in this like little dilapidated dinky <laughs> trying to get treasure from around the high seas it's so it's so bad um but with 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 Zeman and Lewis, I'm trying something a little bit different. I'm mm-hmm. Trying to be a little bit more aggressive. Um, which the other game I was trying to like kind of do my own thing. Now I'm trying to like jump after things and trying to attack more ports and deal with. Because the thing is, if you attack too many ports, you um, the next time you go attack those ports, it costs. It's even harder. So I was trying to like 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 gather stuff from the ports rather than attack them. If you attack them, you get a lot. Yeah. If you gather stuff, you don't get as much. So trying to attack more, trying to do a little bit more things, but whatever. That's Seafall. With another group, we're playing Vampire um, Heritage. So let's sit and talk about this one for a little bit. This game has a lot of uh, atmosphere to it. And it really relies on that. And it's it's an interesting game in that you have I love these like boards that you have because they're all these three little mini games and on the game essentially all you're doing is you're drafting a guy and then kind of the guy has three symbols on it and you move the boards accordingly and then you can kind of play with this deck of cards that you have the problem is like Eon's End it, it doesn't really develop hmm. you can you can grow one person each turn to kind of become like a stronger vampire but then you don't necessarily get them they go back into the deck unless you want to um, but you can keep one vampire at the end of each turn so there's and the I, I think it's a missed opportunity but again maybe people who understand the IP better than I do you don't stay as the same clan which is weird to me so oh. you can build up people in certain clans and then not play that clan next turn oh weird or you can unlock powers for that clan. So if you if you if you lost, if you're if you're the last player, you unlock a power for that clan. But if you don't play that clan next turn, you don't get to take advantage of that power. Hmm. Technically, the person who won could be like, oh, I'm gonna be that guy, I'm gonna be the venture. Cause now you have like six power cards instead of five. Whoa. It's it's a weird mechanic that I don't quite understand yet. Um could it's I not go for it. Could I just like not play with that rule? I don't think so. Because then otherwise you'll never unlock new power cards. Okay. It's it's not not fun. It's just slow. And it doesn't feel... At least so... <laughs> outside of Rico, none of us like Pandemic Legacy. But at least that game moved. Yeah. This game doesn't really seem to move. And the story that's there is real loose. Hmm. Like... How many, what game are you out of how many games? Uh, we're in, I think we're 5 of 15. Hmm. That's, we just, that's far enough that like, 
at this point something significant should have happened or changed. So we just unlocked a new board, like a new mini game. Okay. Which is cool, and we haven't played with it yet, so we don't know how that is going to shake things up. But none of us feel like we're any stronger or weaker than we were before. You know, like we're still. Whereas in Seafall, you know, by this point, I had my set of advisors, or maybe my boat was like, oh, my boat can fly, or my boat can hold a lot of coins. Yeah. You know, like. I don't know, man. It just doesn't. And it's not like Betrayal, which I'll talk about next, that takes like 20 minutes. Or 30 minutes. You know, this game takes, as simple as it is, it still takes about an hour to hour and a half each game. Mm. So we've gotten through two games in a night, but uh, it's just, it, we're at the point where it's slightly frustrating. And I don't know how it's going to develop and get better. It's Again, it's not not fun, but it's not blowing my mind anymore. Last question, like, since I also have it. If you had to start over, I mean, what do you think the ideal player count is? I still think, I think it's at four, man. You think it's four? Okay. Yeah. Um, like, the 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 game sings when people are actually using their cards. Okay. To do things to fuck with each other. But the problem is, is I have Vendetta that takes 20 minutes. And you can play with the same clans and fuck with each other just as much with cards. Mm-hmm. And get done and do something else. Mm-hmm. Um... It's a beautiful production. The art's really cool. I like... I'm I, Me, as a person who really loves story, like, I'm trying so hard to, like, kind of figure out what's going on. But half the time, like, the game doesn't engage you enough that when you start kind of going through these challenges, which have kind of some flavor text on them, you're kind of just going, like, okay, well, who has the most um, blue icons? Cool. Okay, so you get that. So you get two points. Hmm. Rather than, like, oh, like, you've influenced the most hope in... In, in Spain right now, so you, know, yeah. you do this. You've kind of deflated what I w- was most excited about and I thought was one of the main selling points was that your clan, you're playing a clan that through the generations, so you're playing 500 years ago and then at some point you're going to be playing that clan you know, in the 1900s and in modern times, which sounds That's really what... cool because vampires, you know... yeah. That's what I understand. You're essentially playing a like a, a very strong vampire, right? But throughout the years, you you kind of align yourself with different clans. And again, I don't know the the IP that well, but that doesn't make sense to me. Like it would make sense that I'm going to be Ventru for the whole game, or I'm going to be Nosferatu for the whole game. Um, but who knows? I haven't finished it. I, I still want to finish it. I'm still hopefully going to. Um, again, like it's not not fun, but it's definitely. It's definitely trying our patience. Hmm. Not so, in a way Pandemic Legacy did, but you know. Doesn't uh, Werewolf Legacy let you play through the generations of villagers? I never played it. Well, I know that. I don't. <laughs> That's got to be the nichest of all the Legacy games, because that one, right? That one requires a huge group, and I think it's best played, you know, within the same week, so you can just get through it. Nice. Yeah, probably. Um, what have I done? So, real quick, I, I finished Charterstone. Okay. You know, not this year, but that's one of the legacy games that I have finished. Uh, I finished Massive Darkness, which isn't a legacy game, but a campaign. Again, that was last um, year, right? I'm just calling yeah, you out it was last year. make sure that you don't look better than me this no, no, year. No, no, I'm just calling out things that, like, <laughs> I, I, have, I have actually finished some things. Um, started Pandemic Legacy, never finished. 
Um, I think that might be it for for Legacy. Yeah, oh, I did. I did. We did a character near and far. Okay. Yeah. Not the story. So not the story near and far, but the character near and far. Yeah. Um, okay. So the other one that we were playing is so that's uh, Seafall. Uh, that's Vampire. But the other one that we're doing that we're having probably the most fun with is Betrayal Legacy, and that's with all five of us of DTD 2.0. Um, this is great because it's frothy enough that you can kind of just jump in and out. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of fun. It's silly. We're half the time we're just laughing at each other, like excellent. All, like all ways that this game should be play played. <laughs> you yeah, said like, you it's, said it's, that it's, you're playing games in how long? 30, 45 minutes? Um, that might be over. It, you know what it is? I think it feels like that. Okay. Because we're having fun, right? You're right. It's probably not that because you're exploring and then you do the haunt and like. I think only one night we got through two of them. Okay. But it's it's just fun, man. It's just it's just fun. It's silly. It's so over the top. Um, when things aren't going your way, you're not that upset about it. Yeah, I. No, no matter what, those first 15, 20 minutes of exploring the house are so cool. Yeah. And, that is such and a there cool are part some of the game. Genuine twists in in the haunts, like it creative writing and creative gameplay so really I, went into mm, those and and i i just really appreciate it right so i don't i don't want to give away too much but the last haunt we did there was no bad guy yeah like the board was the bad guy and so we all got to work together which is great after the time before where we we're like fuck lewis <laughs> let's go fuck lewis yeah um and that's betrayal legacy so we are i think six games into that one I want to say that one's 20 games. No, That's no, maybe 18. It, that one's a lot. I think, I don't think it's 20. I feel like 15 sounds right. I Okay, that, Okay, I was thinking, like, I think we're not quite halfway, but almost. Okay. Um, How far did you get on, on Betrayal? Five games. That's right. Did, and you didn't play the one that we just did? Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, dude, it's, it's Betrayal Legacy has been, been a lot of fun. Uh, I have Sleeping Gods in tow as well. I think that's it. Oh, I also have uh, It's a Wonderful World Legacy or a campaign. I don't oh, know which one right. it is. Um, How does that one those... play? I don't know. I've never played it. Oh, okay. Been too busy with other Legacy games. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, so like, so this year, you know, we've been we've done a pretty good job of like, you know, when we have the right player count, we'll pretty much do those. Again, every once in a while, I'll throw an Audible and be like, you know what, I got these five new things let's play like a couple of them um but trail legacy is also great because the setup we're so good at setup now that now we can play kind of a new game especially a short one and just toss in a game of betrayal at the end mm-hmm. and kind of like if the guys come at seven and we finish the game at eight thirty, we can easily get in a betrayal game before most people have to leave around 11 11 30 that's pretty that's pretty solid yeah it's funny because like before that would be like 11, 11, 30. Okay, now it's time for the second to last game. <laughs> the main so event. We can start, so we can start the next game at one. Right. Um, <clears throat> but people move way too far away and have jobs and whatever. So that's where I'm at. You're about to be done. Do you have something that you want to accomplish after this? 
honest, honestly, I, I think that I will keep playing campaign and legacy games. I mean, I, I, I feel good about them. I'm having fun playing them. And I think that the people that I've been playing with, that they also have been appreciating playing games more than once. <laughs> so Nice. Um, yeah, I mean, I have Pandemic Legacy Season 2 and Season 0 to do. Sleeping Gods to do. I'm a little lukewarm on the vampire one right now. Um, I haven't done. I haven't done any Bloodborne. Oof. Which is, Bloodborne is interesting because I I, I'm hoping there could be like a day, because each campaign is only three games, which is nice. Yeah. I feel like I probably get through that in a day. Not the whole thing because I have all of it, but I can get through one of the. 30 campaigns I have in a day. Cool. Um, I love Cthulhu Death May Die, and I've only played it once. I Me think too. it would be, yeah. I think it'd be really well, satisfying times, to, but... to play through all the Elder Gods that that, that has. Dude, that Just game stuff is like so that. much fun. Yeah. I, uh, I'm, I still have Assassin's Creed coming. Uh, Z-Man is insistent, although I don't know about now, that he's going to buy the new Descent. Oh, awesome. And, you know, if he does that, then I'm not going to tell him no, because that's a decent amount of change. Mm-hmm. Still got Who Goes There coming. Like, we've got stuff coming. I, I think I'll probably set up through the rest of the year. My one thing that I really want to do is I have a handful of RPG books that I keep collecting just because I like the idea of them or I like the the plot or, or, or the theme. I want to get through... I would love to get through two more one-shots um, of an RPG somehow. would love to be a part of those. <laughs> and I think in our current situation, it's for me, it seems like the best possible thing. I don't want to play Tabletop Simulator with you guys. Like, we've been through all that. But I would love for us to all Zoom and play an RPG. That seems easy enough. Yeah. You know, and we can get all of us there. And I have, again, I keep, I don't keep buying them, but I see something, I'm like, oh my god, that's a really cool idea, and I'll buy the book, and I'll read it. I have three that I've written, um, one for, was it Mother Earth, or whatever, Mother Mothership, it's like this, this you're like Lost in Space kind of one. Um, there's a one called Electric Bastion Land, which sounds really, I told you about it, you're, you're in debt, and you have to essentially go find treasure. Oh, that sounds so fun. And, like, it's just, it's so cool. Like, I'm so excited to play them, and it's just about finding the time and making sure that everybody's ready and, like, on board. So, that would be my other my other goal for, for the year. But I think, yeah, like, I'm going to keep going with these campaign games. Anyways, alright. So, that was kind of our gaming goals for 2021. Hope you enjoyed this episode of Drop the Dice. We'll see you next week.